having somebody just sit in your chair and turn them around when they're done and literally they're about to cry. Mm-hmm. Because it could it could have been something that they was going through or whatever, and I just helped their self-esteem a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's not about... My service isn't about me. It's about helping other people. Right. And if they feel good, then they're going to let other people know, like, go to her. Her, her customer service is good. She'll talk to you. We're going to become family. Right. Like, whether you like it or not, if you come and sit with me, we're going to become family. Welcome back to the Two Stuff in the Field podcast. I am your host, Darren Perkins, and today we got a real special guest in the building. She is a hairstylist, owner of Jay Gray's Hair Studio. Yes. And she's got some modeling under her belt. So I'm really excited to get into this one because this is the first time I'm in this lane, and uh, it's going to be a dope podcast. So uh, before we get started, um, tell the people where you're from. Um... I am, people hate when I say this, but I am from Texas. Okay. I was born in Texas, but I'm raised in Swanburg, South Carolina. Yes, that's where I grew up. Why Why you say people hate that? Um, because I've been here all my life. Okay. So it's just okay. like, why you Why you gotta say that? But I just want to be a little different, that's all. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Can you kind of describe how it was growing up in Swanburg? Um, growing up in Swanburg. Um, my childhood was really good. Like, it was very family-oriented. I remember growing up with my cousins, going over my great-grandma's house. Uh, I always had a cookouts, the neighborhood, um, College Park. I don't know if you may know mm-hmm. of College Park, but College Park, going down there, just being friends with everybody in the community, mm-hmm. that was like, I miss those days. Okay. Yeah. When everybody knew everybody, mm-hmm. and everybody knew everybody' kids, and you better not get in trouble because somebody else already done told your grandma. Yeah, those days over. Yeah. So, when did you pick up? Um, when did you decide that you wanted to do hair? Like, how? What age was that? I was young. I hate this, but my mama couldn't do hair, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to go to school looking any kind of way. Right. So I used to do hair. Like, I'll say maybe. I was like in third, second, third grade. Mm-hmm. I was braiding my friend's hair, braiding their names and their hair mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I should have got paid then. But. <laughs> so you basically had to become your own hairdresser. Yes. Yes. Wow. And she would take me to the salon also. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there being there all night, like sweeping up, getting a little money, like actually learning. Didn't know it then, right. but like learning different stuff. And yeah. Wow. So you was learning the business at an early age. Yeah. Wow. Yes, my mama kept me in the salon. I don't know if she knew what was, you know, transpiring, but mm-hmm. I was always in the salon. What would you say is the most important thing that you learned, like, just growing up in the salon? Um, I don't know, that's hard. What What did I learn growing up in the salon? Mm-hmm. Um, or just some of the things that you picked up, you know, along the way. The little things, as far mm-hmm. as like when kids come into the salon and they get off from school, they may not have the money to buy a snack and they're hungry. You mm-hmm. know they might be there for a little while. Just right. like the family, oh, you hungry? Go over there. Go ahead and get you something to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, sit right here. Everybody in the salon took care of kids. Right. They already knew we take care of the, take care of the babies. 
um, they're gonna be here. That's you felt love mm-hmm. within the circle, like a, a little circle. You felt love. Okay. Okay. So it was just like real family oriented. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was just something that you wanted. Mm-hmm. Yes. When did you When did you know that you wanted to like do this for real? Um, when I I would see how pretty. I don't even want to say see how pretty, but having somebody just sit in your chair and turn them around when they're done and literally they're about to cry mm. because it could, it could have been something that they was going through or whatever. And I just helped their self-esteem a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes it's not about my service. Isn't about me. It's about helping other people. Right. And if they feel good, then they're going to let other people know, like go to her, her, her customer service is good. She'll talk to you. We're going to become family. Right. Like, whether you like it or not, if you come and sit with me, we're going to become family. We have to. Yes. Because, I mean, they trust in you. Yes. <laughs> and then we're so close together that, I mean, we're just going to be family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang, that's dope. So, what would you say that, would you, what is the your favorite part? Is that would, would you say that's your favorite part of being a hairstylist? Um, yeah. I, I really enjoy talking to other people about what they have going on mm-hmm. and maybe I can help you know I don't ever want to be the hairstylist be like girl just go do that <laughs> and then next thing I know somebody be in jail or something right like, right no we're not doing that I want to motivate you to do better okay that's dope yes so as there are a lot of people that do hair but they'll never get to like a stylist point what is the difference between a stylist and somebody who just does hair would you say in um, your opinion a stylist loves a stylist will do it no matter the price mm-hmm. like it's been plenty of times where i didn't have the money and somebody was like well i need this done for me i don't have the money but you know i could pay you when i get done and right. then like just helping them and then sometimes it's it's just a feeling like i can help you mm-hmm. let me help you i'm gonna get blessed regardless right right but let, let me help mm-hmm you know, so yeah. A lot of people don't feel that way now. Why? No. You, why do you think we're losing that kind of family? They run to the money. Mm-hmm. They run. They really run to the money. Everything that they do, if it's focused on money, you're never gonna win. That's true. Yeah, you're never gonna win. Um, you have to think about the long run and everybody people might be like oh my bills do or mm-hmm. I gotta do this I gotta do that but in the long run if I cut and be like okay I'm gonna raise my prices simply because my bills are due mm-hmm. no that's not good customer service right because you're gonna change your price all the time all the time every year right <laughs> right you're gonna change your price that's not Mm-mm. so would it be fair to say that it is a it's an art to yes to the whole process. It is an art. Yeah, it is an art. Some people are good stylists. Some people may not be good stylists, but can grow your hair. Mm-hmm. Some people it's so many different forms of a of an actual stylist. Like you have people who don't have a license, mm-hmm. and they are the the best hairstylists in the world because they're passionate about it, which They're passionate about, you know, what they're doing right. or whatever, which I'm not saying I haven't a, a license is good, but it's some nice stylists out there and mm-hmm. they don't have a license. Just because they love it. Just because they love it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, 
I guess it's just a passion. Like you gotta have it inside. You gotta you gotta love what you do. That's true. So what would do you have any tips for anybody who would want to follow in your footsteps as far as they they like doing hair mm-hmm. um, and they just wanna they wanna make it a business. Um, if they want to make it a business, first off, you have to believe in yourself, mm-hmm. whatever you do. Every time you go into a, an establishment, mm-hmm. you need to look and see, okay, if I was the owner, would I like this? Would I like that? Look at their business and then also look at your business. If I was a customer, would I like that I did this to my business? Mm-hmm. No, I would not like that. So change it. Like people are going to come to you because they see that you're changing, but you have to change. Right. You know, you have to be that change. Nobody is going to do it for you. And it's going to be hard because you're going to have to sit and look and say, okay, I'm not doing this good enough. I'm not doing this. And it's perfectly fine because mm-hmm. it's part of growth. Right. But the best part is when you actually see it and then you can change it. Oh, I like that. So as a hairstylist, I know you can't help. Um, you think about it all the time. Mm-hmm. So when you see people... Is it is it kind of hard when you see some when you see somebody else's work mm-hmm. and it's def, it's nowhere near yours? What, what's supposed to be your mind at that point? Like it's better than mine, or no, it's, it's worse. It's worse. Um, I want to help them. Yeah. Like it hurt, and then too, it's like they're so proud, and it's like they're proud because it's better than before. Right. So right. I see where you're going, and then too, sometimes we need to ask for help. That's true. Mm-hmm. Like don't don't be scared because it, uh, it's just a no. Mm-hmm. You know, ask for help. I know plenty of times I had to look at my own work mm-hmm. and say, is that good enough? And if it's not, how can you fix it? Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. So what with you being a hairstylist, do you do your own hair? Yes, but now, mm-hmm. well, you know, I sell wigs mm-hmm. and units and stuff, but. I have a short haircut mm-hmm. and it's blonde, so I do go to the barber shop. I have a barber, okay, mm-hmm. and he does my hair. So how how is that process with going as as a woman going to a barber shop? How is that for you? Um, I'm gonna tell you a secret <laughs> now. I have I love him, um, Christian Ash, see mm-hmm. um, the barber. I love him. He's really good. Mm-hmm. He goes by appointments, and when I tell you, and your appointment is at this time, is at this time. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, if I, if I get there early, he go ahead and seats me early. But it's nobody else in there. Oh, okay. Yes. So I it's like just that. me. I, I I love it. <laughs> I love it. I can go in, go out. And then, you know, sometimes as a woman, if a woman go in a barbershop, it get quiet. Like, I don't want to disturb y'all. It can y'all be intimidating, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I can come in, sit down, get my hair cut, mm-hmm. and just go. Within 15 minutes. Oh man, mm-hmm. yeah, you can't beat that. At no, all. you can't. Uh, I know you um, mentioned appointments earlier. How? How? I know there are some hairstylists that are like by the book, no mm-hmm. walk-ins. How is your process with that? Um, I it's rare that I do walk-ins, but simply because of my clientele. Mm-hmm. So I like to do it by appointments because I don't want to be on top of somebody. I don't want somebody to be on top of me, waiting at me, staring me down. Looking at me like, hurry up, you know, fix it. You know, I don't I don't want that. So, I love appointments. Mm-hmm. That way, I can get your invited attention. You can get my uninvited attention. And we could just, I could just focus on you. It's right. your time. You're paying me for your service. Mm-hmm. So, I wanted to be special for them. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And also, I think it's being respectful of other people's time. Right. Yes. Yes. It's like, why don't, don't make an appointment with me 
if you know that you have something after the fact. Oh, I mean, it doesn't doesn't mean that you have to clear your day, mm-hmm. but also just respect the fact that it's a process. Right. They don't want to rush you. Right. Yeah. And then sometimes things happen, and you have to give a stylist time to fix that. Mm-hmm. And that could be anything like chemicals. We deal with a lot of things that could just just because you may have took some medicine or something. Right. It can alter the 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 result that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we try to allow time for any mishap so mm-hmm. we can just go ahead and correct that. Yeah. So do you do you get a good bit of, of new clients or do you pretty much stick with the with your main client? Lately I've been getting a lot of new clients mm-hmm. and they have been they have become um, returning clients. So that's like the best part because I want you to return. Uh-huh. Like the new is good. And also, I want to take care of my, the ones who've been with me for years. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had people been with me for 10 years. Wow. Yes. 10 years working with me, and they see the process. And it's like, if I raise my prices, they know, okay, she's not raising her prices just to raise her prices. Like, she deserves it. Right. Yeah. So. So, at that point, you you seeing the family. Mm-hmm. You seeing mm-hmm. And that's what it is. If you're If you're good at what you do. Which everybody's not good at the same thing. So right. it's totally fine. But if you're good at what you do, the people around them that see them the most, mm-hmm. they'll be like, You go to her a lot. Let me see what she do. Can she help me? Call your stylist and see if she can help me. Uh-huh. You know, that's how that's how I go word of mouth. Can't be you can't be so you you like to take care of your people. Mm-hmm. I yes, love you that. have to. Customer service. Yes. Explain how important that is yes. to the to the process. Customer service. You can you can mess up on somebody's head. And I'm not just saying this, but you can mess up on somebody's head. If your customer service is A1, they're going to come back to you. Uh, now if, that's good if, work. Yes. If I messed up, let me fix it. Come here. And it's not going to cost you for me to fix it if I messed up. Right. You know, like, let let your stylist fix it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I like that. So, as a owning your own I will say, is it a salon or a boutique? Yes. It's actually a salon. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a salon. So, what would, if anybody wanted to follow, do you have any tips for anybody who wanted to like start a salon? If you want to start a salon, um, you're going to have to do your research. Mm-hmm. Nobody is going to sit and tell you, well, you need to look here. You need to go here. You need to talk to these people. They're willing to help you, but you have to do your research. And as soon as you start doing your research, that's when everything's going to come to play. Yes. It's going to be so easy for you to get help because I read this page. Okay, I want to open up my own salon. So first thing I need to do when I open up my own salon is make sure that I have my license. Right. All my license. Mm-hmm. Like, go ahead and get professional now. Let mm-hmm. me do this now so later on I don't have to do it. When I'm in trouble, I don't have to go right, back right. and try to figure out what I did two, three years from now. It's harder. Mm-hmm. Right. So let me go ahead and get my paperwork in order. Make sure my licenses are in order. Mm-hmm. Make sure I'm treating my clientele like I should. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yes. That's important. Mm-hmm. So um, would you say... Do you have anybody that you look up to in the industry that, that's been kind of instrumental in helping you? Yes. Um, in the hair industry, mm-hmm. everybody I've worked with. Um, ladies, far as um, 
the place that I'm at now. I have a couple of ladies in there, and I I appreciate them. Mm-hmm. It's been times where I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me go over here and say, hey, can you help me with this? And they're right. fine. They will help you. And we never have a problem of sharing sharing clients. Mm-hmm. And it comes from all the other salons that I have been with, mm-hmm. the people that I'm with now, um, that I buy products from. Like it's, Spummer is very, to me, it's small. Mm-hmm. And it seems like on every corner is somebody doing hair. And that does not bother, to me, it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Because what's for me is for me. And also, I cannot service everybody. No, it's only can't. 24 hours in the day. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to sleep five or six of those hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, you can actually, you know, it, it's not a problem for me to say, hey, I can't do this. Can I, you know, send this customer to you, this client to you? Mm-hmm. And they're perfectly fine with that. Like, I've been in contact with um, Triana Rogers. Mm-hmm. She's a hairstylist locally in Spartanburg. Uh, Chanel J. She sells hair. Both of them sell hair, mm-hmm. you know. But it's a, hey, if I need some help, can you help me? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to send you this client. See what she has. You know, I'm going to send you this client. See what she has. It, nobody is losing. Right. Nobody is losing. And you, know? you build a relationship. You build a relationship time. as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. I I used to work at um Banks and Company mm-hmm. on Union Street. I've learned there. Now I already know what you're thinking. Where can I get the merch? I'm glad you asked. You can find it at toostubborntofail.com. That's toostubborntofail.com. All right. Now let's get back to the show really how it looks to actually that's i think my first salon that was my first salon i've ever been to Mm -hmm. and with that salon i've learned like the things that you learn in school isn't the same thing that you learn in real life like some things a book can teach you and some things reality can teach you you know i've also worked in other salons where i still have a relationship with all these all these women and it's of respect Mm -hmm. I respect you as a hairstylist. You respect me as a hairstylist. And that's what it is. Like, I would never want to put anybody down just because we're in the same field because that doesn't mean anything. Doesn't? No. Because you can, like you said, it's just because you're a hairstylist, you can specialize in something completely different. Yes. Yes. That's dope. So, as far as, um, I had the question right there. Um, We're going to kind of, Pivot just a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, how did you get into um, making the wigs as a business? Um, I actually always loved hair. Mm-hmm. Even when I was younger, like I was very obsessed with hair. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, how can I, how can I fix this to where I can make a, a wig out of it? Mm-hmm. So I went to a class, um, the weave guru, um, and I learned how to make wigs. And then I was like, I had stopped, and I was like, I don't want to make wigs anymore. It's too hard. Um, I don't want to do that. But I've learned like it's 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 a market out there for people who really need mm-hmm. wigs, and it's not like they're just buying it. They need it um, for other purposes, purposes, right. cancer, you mm-hmm. know, they hair loss. It's different ways. So. Now that I was, I was like, well, I don't want to do wigs anymore. And then I looked at it as a business point. It's other ways that you can sell these units. Mm-hmm. You don't have to make the units. Right. You know, I could order the units mm-hmm. and I could distribute them that way. There you go. <laughs> so 
I, I appreciate the fact that I started saying, hey, I want to make these units. I want to make these wigs, da 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 this, and third. And now it, it just, I want to sell these wigs. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I want to sell them to different people. You know, let them see. You can, you don't have to go to, I hate to say it, the beauty store. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You can also buy locally, mm-hmm. black owned, you know? Yeah. Man, I don't hate to say that. We, yeah. we, we support owned. that. Yes. <laughs> So um, now that we we covered a good bit of of the hair industry, mm-hmm. um, how did you get into modeling? Oh God, okay. So with modeling, I decided I wanted to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to be for um, women who wanted help in business but didn't know how. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this lady Amber Walker. I had um, Michelle Green. Um, who else did I have? I had her uncle. I had Miss Beverly, uh, her uncle's Lee Williams, Miss Beverly from State Farm. I had all these different people within this room to help other business owners. Look, mm-hmm. if you want help, I have somebody with branding. Mm-hmm. If you want help, I have somebody with insurance. Mm-hmm. I have somebody uh, that can actually help you with your credit. Right. And Michelle Green, she is, um, she has a university, mm-hmm. KBBU, and basically she's teaching people how to better their business, set up their business for one, mm-hmm. find business funding. Um, it's just better helping us to see and also speaking about how it's in relationship to God. Mm-hmm. So if basically, I'm very strong about if you, you know, you keep your circle, God is in the center yes. of it, mm-hmm. you know, but um, I ended up having, um, back to where we were, I ended mm-hmm. up having um, an event, mm-hmm. a brunch for all that. And I needed something to wear. And um, my best friend's mom got us in touch. And I was like, I need a dress. I seen the dress. She really helped me out. Um, I, I sent her the money for the dress. She had me the dress. Had somebody come bring it to me. I loved it. Took some pictures in it. And she put up a post and she said she's looking for models. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So I hit her up. I actually hit her up for somebody else. She don't know this, but mm-hmm. I hit her up for somebody <laughs> else. And she was like, you? And I was like, uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> okay, sure. That'll work. And then I started getting my body together. Mm-hmm. And then I was looking at it and I was like, this is it. I'm creating my own lane. Simply because I'm in the beauty industry. Already. I'm in the beauty industry already. I'm selling these wigs mm-hmm. already. I'm getting myself in order. You know what I'm saying? I hate to say it, but if I'm going to sell you beauty, what am I going to look like? You know what I'm saying? And it's not even to... to work out and everything like that i i tell people you can do it too mm-hmm. so actually it's like i'm helping you know trying to help everybody in connection but that's how i ended up getting in touch with her for mm-hmm. modeling it's just i had an event and then she helped me out with my event so i was like i'm gonna help her out with what she needs mm-hmm. so how has that process been of being, being a model um, it's great. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Dressing up with clothes and figuring out. The only thing I don't like is I want to buy something every time I go in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's located in the, um, the Gaffney, the Yellow Mall in uh-huh. Gaffney across from, uh, Nike. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's across from there. Every time I go in there, I just be like, oh my gosh, I want this, this, this. Actually, my outfit came from her and my shades. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you keep you in there keep your money mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i like her i really like her so um what would be some tips that you have for somebody who wanted to, to start modeling um start at home mm-hmm. i started 
during the pandemic, I was like, I'm not going to get overweight. I'm not going to do all this stuff. And I just put myself out there. And people were like, well, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And it's like, I'm getting y'all ready to see my face. Y'all going to see my face. So it's like, just, just start. And just because you're in the bathroom, like, it doesn't mean anything. You know what right. I'm saying? It's millionaires out there, and they're millionaires, and they started in the bathroom uh-huh. with their phone, their iPhone. Um, so just just do it. Just do it. Somebody's going to see those pictures, and somebody's going to be like, hey. I remember I used to ask people to model for me doing hair, uh-huh. and it was so hard for me to get a model. They wouldn't come. They wouldn't come. They wouldn't come. And now it's like I can put up, hey, do I? I'm looking for a model. It's like inbox after inbox after inbox. People just comment. I'll be a model. I'll be a model. I'll be a model. And to me, it's like I had to put myself out there and model for myself mm-hmm. to show y'all what I can do for you. Right. And then, then that's when it came. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny that a lot of the times all it takes is a decision. Mm-hmm. Like once you've made a decision to do whatever it mm-hmm. is and commit to it, that it's like, the universe that starts falling. Right. Yeah. Right. It's crazy how right. that works. We all deserve everything. Uh-huh. Like we're we all are God's children. We deserve everything. It's just up to us if we gonna get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's so hard for some people to 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 start? Cause it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to do it. It's too hard. It's too hard. The first time somebody tell you no, I ain't gonna do it no more. Mm-hmm. But why? Sooner or later, people are going to get tired of you saying no. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you start actually moving, faith without work is dead. So Mm -hmm. if you don't start moving, nobody's going to help you. I remember time just getting started and I was alone, like thinking, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. I had to show people I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this on my own. I don't clock in. I get up. I make my marketing. I do whatever to get people to come and sit in my chair and trust me. Mm-hmm. And it was times where people didn't believe then. But now, since I'm I'm doing this and I'm creating this and I did it, now they're willing to help me. Mm-hmm. How does that feel? Um, it's life. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't sit and cry. I'm like, you didn't want to help me then? Mm-hmm. No, I can't do that. I'm going to accept your help. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to sit and worry about what happened then. If I want to go to the next step, okay, I got to do something that I didn't do before. I have, I have to do something different, and I can't worry about that. Mm, I like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I know we, we talked about some tips as far as modeling, but is it anything that, I guess, some some don'ts to modeling? What, what, what should people steer away from when they're getting started? Um. When you're getting started, you should steer away from people. Some people just want pictures. Mm -hmm. And you have to understand that it's okay to say no. Mm -hmm. These are your pictures. Whatever your standards or your morals are or whatever, you have to deal with it. And Mm -hmm. you have to say, if I do this, can I deal with that? Mm -hmm. So always ask yourself, if I'm going to model this, is it worth it? Is it a good? Is it a bad? Because sometimes it is a bad. Sometimes people get tricked. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to be careful. And you should start off, thank God that I started off with a woman who actually was trying to do stuff with herself, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I could imagine that it's probably some horror stories. Yeah, it is. And I, I have a couple of people I know, and mm-hmm. it's just, I'm sorry to happen to you. Mm-hmm. But then again, too, you... you 
just be careful. No. Gotta be careful. Man, that is dope. Mm. So now that that you have been, you know, you've been doing. How how long have you been modeling? Um, I started modeling for her in November, and we go every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you know something happens or whatever. But when I was younger, I also modeled as well. Mm-hmm. I would do like car shows and stuff like that. But I had kids, and mm-hmm. I stopped. And I was like, okay, I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm gonna do this anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I had the baby weight on. I just got it off, and my youngest is seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So have they paid attention to um, the business at all? Oh, yes. I feel like my kids will know how to run a business simply because we're in the car. I'm listening to lectures. Like, mm-hmm. I'm in class now. I'm listening to lectures. They listen to it too. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter was like, Mommy, when are we going to become a millionaire? Mm-hmm. Like, she already know. They asked me um, one day. I was in the drive-thru, and a girl was like, I know you. You do hair. You Jack Gray's. And I was like, oh, yeah, thank you. I'm looking crusty and everything. I'm like, thank you. And she was like, my son was like, Ma, you famous? And I was like, no, no, son. And I'm like, one day, hopefully, you know, if everything go right. But no. So with you being not only a hairstylist and a model, is there like, do you feel like it's added pressure for you on a daily basis to keep yourself up? Yep. Yeah. Ask me, do I do it? No. No, no. I should do it more. Like I, if I'm going out somewhere, mm-hmm. but most of the time I be so focused on work that I can't. I I can't look at that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I I have a vision right now, right. and you know I I want this, that, and the third. But I rather have my house. Mm-hmm. You know, I rather have land, property. Right. I'd rather have that. So right now, if it's like, if I have to hold out right now, that's fine. Mm. I could hold out for something better. Yeah. You know? So your priorities are keeping you focused. Yes. You should see me in the store. Like, I'd be like, oh, I want this. I want this. No, 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 no. You don't need it. You don't need it. Keep going. Keep walking. You do not need that. But it takes discipline. It and does. When you, you have to be disciplined to go to that next level. Mm-hmm. Because if you, if you always get distracted by, you know, this or that, mm-hmm. it's... It's, you're making it ten times harder, right. and you could be pushing yourself back six months to mm-hmm. a year mm-hmm. just by one simple decision. Right, and I don't even watch TV on now. Mm-hmm. Like the only I have TVs in my house, but they do not turn on because I feel like they want the same thing that I want. They want money. They want viewers to come in and see mm-hmm. what they have going on. So it's still two time management. If I'm sitting here watching TV, I could have got this done, this done. Mm-hmm. And what am I doing? Sitting here watching TV, I have got nothing done. And it's been two, three hours that went by. Yep. And a lot of times, um, you probably can attest to this too. Even if you do watch TV, at some point, you're going to feel guilty about that. Yes. Like like you said, I could have been studying. I could have been, uh, you know, perfecting my mm-hmm. craft. But instead, I'm wasting, I just wasted 45 minutes on this show. Right. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is dope. Mm-hmm. Um. So I always like to wrap up the interviews with a two-step in the film moment. Basically, a moment where you personally overcame adversity and it made you better. Mm. What's that moment for you? Um, two-step in the film. Um, 
deciding to leave my nine to five and actually um, take on hair full time mm -hmm. with two kids, two babies at that, and trying to grow clientele and just saying, like, I, I can't do this no more. I can't stock somebody else's shelves. Mm -hmm. I won't stock somebody else's shelves. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't want to. Like, it got to the point where I was selling bundles outside of Walmart Garden Center because mm -hmm. that's where I was working. And right. I was like, if I'm doing all of this to do what I like to do, why won't I just do that? And I went to a show. And um, actually, it's this lady named Razor Chick. She's very successful in the hair industry. And I told her. I want to do hair full time, but I work at Walmart. And she was like, why? Mm. I said, I need to pay for insurance. She said, I bet you if you quit that job, you can pay for your insurance. Mm. And I can pay for my insurance. Wow. So I just had to believe in myself and actually look at my time. What am I doing? Mm -hmm. What am I doing? Or even my money. What am I spending my money on that I don't need to spend my money on? Like, if I'm going to actually do this and be okay and live, I need to figure out a plan. I have to figure out a plan. Like, I can't fail. I can't do this for my kids. My kids are not going to look at me and say, Mommy, well, why was you selfish and you did this and you failed? Mm -hmm. It's not going to be that. It can't be that. No, I want something better for them. I know I have to work hard at it, but at the end of the day, they are going to say, okay, my mama did that. Mm -hmm. That was dope. Mm -hmm. So, before we get out of here, where can people find you? Where's where's the salon? Um, all your social media handles, wherever they can find you, just let them know. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Styles by J Grace. You can find me on Instagram, also Styles by J Grace. Um, Styles, you could definitely find me on Style Seat where you can book your appointments. Yes, Style Seat dot com backslash j grace you can find me everywhere um where else can you find me? oh the salon is actually inside of salons by jc located on the east side of spawnberg it's actually um, a building to where it has different salons inside different salon suites to make it more one-on-one -on -one with the client okay mm -hmm. i like that thank you well, yeah, i heard y'all go ahead and follow up make sure you book you an appointment yes and um this has been another dope episode of the Too Stubborn to Fail podcast. We had Jay Gray's in the building yes, today. Yes. Thank you for coming through. Thank Especially you. what people don't know is that we just really met each other. Yes. So that's that's why this interview is really dope. Mm -hmm. it, just being in this, you know, building relationships with people. Mm -hmm. um, my name is Darren Perkins, and I am Too Stubborn to Fail. <laughs>